Guess who? Janet and James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent March 26th in the year of our Lord, 2020. <coughs> Welcome and bienvenue to Janet and Ramcharan, the podcast. damn mouth, boy. <coughs> I said cover your damn mouth. <coughs> ah. You got to practice a little social distancing in the time of coronavirus. Good morning, folks. Up at the crack of dawn. <coughs> yeah. 427 in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's go. So, if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. This is a podcast where I speak about myself, Jonathan Ramtran, in hopes that it can relate to yourself, you, the viewer, you know. I find there's a lot of relatability in life, a lot of overlap between experiences. So, it's a fun and valuable discourse a fun and valuable little, um, you know, endeavor. Podcasting, ideas, opinions, point of view. Also speaking on current events, you know, the issues of the day. Living in the 21st century, the year 2020. Yeah. So to begin with, I am an actor extraordinaire. 19 years of service, diploma in theater arts. Thespian to the bone, ladies and gentlemen. And during this pandemic, uh, the time of the coronavirus, it is the best opportunity, the best opportunity to give up on your dreams. (laughs) Yeah, you know. It's the best. It's like, when are you ever going to get an opportunity like this? Blame it on the COVID-19. Blame it on the rain, you know? I'm a schlepping it out, banging it out, humping it out as an actor for 19 years. Maybe it's time for me to hang up the fucking acting dance belt in uh, acting school uh, as I am a graduate of a theater arts diploma fucking virtually worthless but um as i am a thespian graduate one of the things we had to do was wear a dance belt and what that basically is is a male thong yeah it's like a male thong that you have to wear it like cups your fucking ball sack right nice close and it's like a thong that you wear so that when you're prancing and jetting and pirouetting about on stage, as actors are known to do, as you're out there dancing the fucking flamingo, uh, your dick won't be swinging around, you know, keeps everything nice and nice and compact, right, (laughs) a dance belt, so, you know, maybe it's time for me to hang up the old dance belt, blame it on the coronavirus 19, (coughs) COVID 19, (coughs) fuck, COVID fucked my dreams, (coughs) It's not my fault, you know? And uh, 
But if you are new to the show, Jonathan Ramter on the podcast, you would know that that is a improbability. Highly unlikely. Um, what I'm all about here and what I like to extend to other people is reaching for the stars. You know, you got to go for them dreams, kiddo. You got to use what you want to get what you want before what you want is gone. You got to reach for that star and grab for them dreams before your dreams are gone. <laughs> okay, maybe I should hang up the old dance belt. But you know what I'm saying? You got to got to fight through during these times of COVID-19 coronavirus. You can't just lay back, take a back seat, you know? As a thespian, as an actor, artist extraordinaire. I have a duty, a due diligence to get out there and strut my stuff, you know, carry on this legacy, you know, the back-breaking labor of those orgy-having drunken Greeks back in the Greek times, you know, when they, were, when they first started doing like, you know, theater in the amphitheaters of the world, ancient Greece, some of the classic plays, Oedipus Rex, about some dummy who fucked his mother and then poked his eyeballs out. Oh no, I fucked my mother! And then he pokes his eyes out when he finds out. Oh, God, I'm blind! Oh my God, I'm blind and I fucked my mother! Oh. You know? Back in the days of Greek theater, what was the point in them doing that if only to flash forward a few centuries and then you have Jonathan Ramtran of old Jonathan Ramtran the podcast giving up on his dreams, hanging up the dance belt, saying goodbye, good luck, and go fuck yourself to the trade of acting. I can't do it. I can't let this fucking virus win. So that's why I implore you folks, floats. <laughs> I implore you folks, reach for those dreams in these hard times. Never give up. Do not use this as an opportunity to give up on your dreams. You know? Sure, it's been a cock-beaten 2020. You know, it's like eating a shit sandwich. It's garbage, right? But we have to persevere, and there are many things ahead. So I'm holding on to that. And in the meantime, I'm just going to like continue feeding my heart, feeding my soul, feeding my mind, watching films that inspire me, you know, some of my favorite films. Well, I'm not even going to do that. I just said that to sound cute. But I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like, you know, Fuck around on YouTube, watch conspiracy videos, <laughs> you know, I don't know, read a few books, things like that, you know, practice my vocal warm-ups. May, ma, may, ma, may, may, ma, may, ma, may, Pepsi-Cola, 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 <clears throat> Pepsi-Cola, 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 Pepsi-Cola. See, ladies and gentlemen, I was born for this. Hallelujah. So reach for those stars. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. I am also an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking three plus years of consistent consecutive sobriety. That's another affliction that's rampant in the world of thespian, the creative arts. Alcohol problems. Yeah, it's very real. But it's very real in a universal sense. Many people suffer from the two-part condition of alcoholism. 
Number one in the two-part de definition of alcoholism, number one, um, if I were to take a drink of alcohol, you know, <laughs> my body would break out into a craving and I couldn't say when I would safely stop. That's what happens the first uh, part of the alcoholic problem is number one, you take that sip of alcohol, your body breaks out into a craving and you can't safely say when you'll stop. And number two, the mental obsession. The circus comes to town when you're a drunk, you know? The mental obsession, the circus. I'm talking fat ladies, you know? Bearded women, two-headed boys, clowns, bears on unicycles, tigers, matadors, you know? Midgets, the whole kit and caboodle. Little people, you know? The whole kit and caboodle, ladies and gentlemen. The circus comes to town when you're an alcoholic. The mental obsession. You know, everything becomes, every thought becomes, when can I drink? Should I drink? Shouldn't I drink? Do I have enough money to drink? Where's my drink? Am I drunk? How much did I drink today? How much do I want to drink today? Oh my God, I wish I could all just drink it all away. Oh, you know, it's turmoil. So that's the general two-part condition of alcoholism defined by many social, sorry, Defined by many medical societies, that is the two-part condition of alcoholism. Number one, taking the drink of alcohol, breaking out into a craving, and not being able to say when you'll safely stop. And number two, the mental obsession. So in these trying times of pandemic, um, you know, for example, here in Toronto, Canada, yes, the province of Ontario, where I hail out of, um, the liquor store, the LBC, as it's called, the LBC, the um, beer store, they're considered essential services, and they're remaining open during this time of um, pandemic the coronavirus, and partially in part because that is the strength of alcoholism. You know, all the people out there suffering that need that fix, it could really incite a lot of problems in society should the LCBO beer store shut down. Now, I know that's not the only reason, but that's definitely a thought. That is the awareness that you know, the deeper awareness that I think I would say governing bodies, sociologists, psychologists, health societies, like that's the greater knowledge that I think they know versus your everyday person, like the severity of alcoholism. It's for real. And, you know, I'm sure that's Sure, it is a governmentally run, a government run uh, situation here in Ontario in terms of alcohol. The government 
uh, is the proprietor, the seller of alcohol here in Ontario. But the deeper knowledge of government, not that I think governments know anything. <laughs> I think they're a bunch of dummies in wigs. But like the deeper knowledge of like, you know, governing bodies, medical societies, sociologists, psychologists, psychologists, medical professionals, they're very aware that alcoholism is a real thing and it could potentially turn ugly for some people if they were deprived of that during this um, pandemic. It's essential to some alcoholics as uh, food, air, you know? But hey, during this time of like shutdown, what a better way to um, invest in yourself if you're out there and you're suffering and you want to try sobriety, get a hold of your life and make some changes. What a better time. Everybody's indoors. Things are slowing down. You could just kind of, you know, take this time to reflect, watch videos and plan for the future. Once everybody is able to get together in society, in groups again, once social distancing is, um, you know, I guess put to rest, that's <laughs> a weird way to put it, but once social distancing goes away and we get a handle of this situation, you know, if you're out there and you're struggling, I suggest you do what I suggest you give a try to recovery. And I suggest you do what I did. What I did was I joined a 12-step program. That's nothing official. There's no dues, no fees. There's no emphasis on God. Nobody's interested in your personal beliefs. It's all strictly recovery. And it's basically like, like group therapy. And what you do is you attend these meetings and... You come out of your isolation because alcoholism is very um, isolating, self-absorbed behavior, antisocial behavior. So you come out of your isolation and you get to share. You get to share on issues pertaining to your alcoholism and then you get to listen. You get to hear from others, hear different points of view different situations and relate and you know through that the healing process begins and day by day your days will add up then one day you'll find yourself in a new life free of the mental obsession and the craving of alcoholism and come pandemic come hell or high water come plague Come inferno, come the end of the world, come whatever. Um, come on yourself. <laughs> you know, come any situation. You will be able, you will be able to handle it as a sober person. You will have that inner strength and you will not need to rely on, you know, the cunning, baffling, powerful nature of alcohol addiction, you can be free of it. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, alcoholic. I am also a janitor. 
I'm talking mop buckets, slop buckets, toilets, tampons, urinals, urinal cakes, parking, garages, you know, cleaning up a parkage garage, sweeping out dirt in a parkade, you know, garbage bins, garbage bags, recycled bags, the whole kit and caboodle, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a mo fucking janitor. God made dirt and dirt don't hurt. Janitor. And um, during this time of pandemic, cleaning services are considered essential services. And um, let me just give you a little list of services that are um, considered essential during the um, pandemic COVID-19 situation here in Ontario, Ontario, Canada. So this is a this is information from the website torontosun.com. torontosun.com, the Ontario government's list of essential businesses. Ontario's list of essential businesses that are not required to close is long and extensive. Here is a summary of what is covered. Supply chain operations, any business that allows others to operate by supplying. Um, distribution, delivery, maintenance, all within that heading. Retail operations, uh, sup- these are supply essentials, uh, grocery stores, supermarkets, convenience stores, pet food, animal supplies, beer, wine, liquor, as I mentioned, beer, wine, liquor stores, alcohol producers, and cannabis retailers and producers. Uh, transportation essentials, gas stations, propane, diesel, heating, fuel providers, um, motor vehicle repair, water, marine craft fuels, auto supply. Other retail, everything from hardware stores, supply operations, safety supply stores, work clothes, personal protective equipment, selling outlets. Hospitality, restaurants, hotels, motels, student residences, maintenance, cleaning services, such as what I do as a janitor, cleaning services, sprinkler, HVAC, escalator, elevator technicians, plumbers, electricians, security services, media telecommunications, uh, radio, TV, newspaper, business, 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 internet, radio, cell phones, transportation, taxis. You know, um, Uber, I don't know about Uber, but taxis, um, transit, rail, air, marine, road, manufacturing, um, agriculture, construction, finance, healthcare, so on and so forth. So those are some of the businesses and services open in Ontario at this time and you know what i'm trying to take away from this is you know on one hand everyone who is working is um very fortunate a lot of people have been laid off a lot of people have been forced to um, apply for employment insurance EI. So it's a very tough time for the economy in a global sense. Everybody's feeling this crunch 
during coronavirus. So I'm grateful for my little janitorial hustle, you know. I push a little mop bucket. I dip the mop in the mop water. Then I mop the floor. You know, they got me washing windows. You know, pushing a garbage trolley. You know, vacuuming. You know, so they're keeping me busy. Keeping me busy and employed during this time of pandemic. So I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, but one thing that I would like to extend to anybody out there, whether they're in the position such as myself, fortunate enough to be working, which a lot of people are, you know, don't let the news media, you know, fear you into, oh, it's a shutdown and nobody's doing anything. Like there's a lot of people working, you know. There's a lot of people that are like all those all those businesses I just listed. It's a long and extensive list. There's a lot of people that are essential to keeping our society running. So there are a lot of people out there still working, hopefully taking safety precautions during this time, practicing their social distancing, cough etiquette, um, maintaining their health and the people around them. So there's a lot of people out there. So there's no need to feel like um, complete devastation. There's a silver lining. People are working. And what I'm trying to take away from this going forward is how to utilize this time to the best of my ability. Because um, like many people, this whole... COVID-19 situation has kind of derailed some of my plans. Um, I've been making steps to um, transition into more industry-related work as an actor, as a performer. So I've been making that steps this year. Unfortunately, I'm feeling the crunch. Um, A lot of productions have shut down, film production... And, um, but what I'm doing is I'm trying to use this time to regroup and focus on the future and focus on some of the goals that I want to accomplish and keep myself, um, on point, you know, keep myself, um, thoughtful, thoughtful on the things that I have to do in order to come out the side of this, come out the other side of this situation intact. And, um, you know, there's a lot of hope. And I don't think um, I'm by far any more special or different than anybody. And I'm feeling very happy and hopeful in this situation. And I'd like to extend that out there to anybody um, still working, providing service to our society during this time, or to anybody who unfortunately um, has to take the time to, you know, take a little time off work, regroup, and do what they have to to get to the next next step. Um, 
there are also a lot of, um, you know, there's also a lot of businesses hiring like essential services, grocery stores, um, restaurant delivery, things like that, that um, if you are in need of a job, you can look into and we can all come out the other side of this intact. And, um, you know, I just like to extend that out there to anybody during this time. And, uh, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn, even though it is currently dawn, currently dawn right now as I'm recording this, but it's always darkest before the dawn. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, janitor. And last of all, I am a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. 11 years of service. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of funny. A lot of comedians, unfortunately, had to cancel their gigs. Touring comic, comics. Touring comics. And you see it. Um, everybody's canceling their gigs for the safety of the public. You know, which is the right thing to do. A lot of gigs have been closed, canceled. And, um, you know, a lot of comics are turning to podcasting, you know, much like a lot of industry. A lot of people are able to work from home. A lot of people are going online during this whole coronavirus situation. And, um, you know, I just thank God for podcasting. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for podcasting. I love me, the Lord, and I love podcasting. It's such a blessing. Um, it brought me out of my funk when I was um, a raging alcoholic on the steps of death. No, I wasn't quite that far in, but, you know, I was having a rough go of it. And thank God to podcasting, it brought me out of it. And here we are, another situation, podcasting. There are a lot of great shows out there for you to discover. Get on your Spotify, get on your iTunes, get on your YouTube, and hit that like button, subscribe, and um, kick back and enjoy the content. You know, this is a time where everybody's online, and um, whether you be working or seeking entertainment, thank God for the internet, and thank God for podcasts. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian. And those are the four things that sum me up at the moment. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor, alcoholic, janitor, stand-up comedian. So, welcome to the show. Yeah. COVID-19 coronavirus. I can't get away from it. I can't get enough of it. <coughs> can't get away from it i'm symptom free currently i'm healthy i'm happy but it's like the main news story this is like unprecedented i don't know if that's quite the right word but let's go with it this is like unprecedented this is like this is like unheard of situation people are talking like they ain't seen shit like this since the spanish flu you know, and uh, ugh, it's quite the situation. It has eclipsed all, um, 
all storylines, all media story outlets, it has eclipsed it. This is like a global pandemic, you know, and we're all feeling that crunch. But, you know, in the midst of this situation, spring. Spring is sprunging in Toronto, Canada, where I hail out of. And, you know, oh, like, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm just like everybody else. These last few days, ah, just feeling a little lousy, run down, crummy, good for nothing, just a lazy, shiftless, rotten, spineless, good for nothing. You lay about, you know, just laying around, you know, feeling like a dog's breakfast, you know. Just a real bummer, man. So, you know, a couple days ago, it was like two days ago, I was feeling that way in the midst of all this coronavirus. So I'm like, let me get up and go for a walk. You know, that's safe, you know, as long as you're not congregating at some fucking... Uh, public square, as long as you're not brushing elbows with the neighbors, it's still safe to go for a walk. So I'm like, oh, let me go for a walk and, you know, just enjoy some of this spring air and, um, you know, move the body a little, right? So I'm walking and yeah, I'm walking along and I notice out of the corner of my eye, two Canadian geese. <coughs> Two Canadian geese, or loons, Canadian loon, I don't know, I don't know what the hell you call them, goose, geese, lease, loons, whatever those fucking things are, right? These Canadian birds, beautiful, right? And I, I noticed them, right? I'm like, and I'm looking at them, they're absolutely gorgeous. Just these beautiful Canadian geese. I mean, they're waddling about. They're, they're waddling about and eating out of a garbage bag or something. But, you know, still, I'm just, just gorgeous. And I'm, I'm looking at them. And it just, my whole, my whole attitude and feeling lifted. Just lifted. And... I'm just indulging in the beauty and the grace of these flying birds. And in this time of uncertainty, what is more certain than Mother Nature? The most certain of the certainties, certainties, Mother Nature. So I'm looking at these beautiful geese, loons, you know, you got the male goose, and he's standing there with his girlfriend, right? And just beautiful. But I guess I kind of snuck up on them. Because as I mentioned, I was in deep thought, and I was walking, and I'm pretty stealthy, I guess. I don't know. And I'm walking, and I guess I snuck up on them. I guess I goosed them. You know, I goosed a goose, apparently. I guess I snuck up on them. Because the male goose... He fucking whips around, right? And he looks at me. Whips around. 
That little fucker just hissed at me. <laughs> little scowl on his face, right? <laughs> well, easy, buddy. You know? Kind of off-putting, right? Like, easy. You know, I'm a vegetarian too, you little prick. That can all change, you know? Like, during this time of COVID-19 crisis, like, animals should be on their best behavior, you know? You go to the grocery store, you don't know where your next meal's coming. I'm walking around the grocery store aisles <sighs> in a panic trying to get, like, you know, supplies, you know? Not a fucking nary a can of beans to be had. Everybody's, like, going camping or something. There's not a fucking single can of beans on a shelf, you know, I'm a vegetarian, so when this little fucker got hissing at me, <laughs> a little fucking hissy fit, it's like, yo, buddy, like, I don't know where my next meal may be coming in this time, you know? Times are tough, and, you know, you're starting to look like an option. You're throwing your little hissy fit with me. <laughs> I guess he thought I was, like, pressing up on his woman. Guess he thought I was like pressing up on his woman because like he was standing there with his girlfriend, right? She's just standing there, right? <laughs> Craning her fucking... <laughs> and it's like, yo, you fucking bird brain. I'm not even the same species. Getting all jealous, you know? <laughs> that goes to show you like the threat of a black man to the world. Even in nature, it's like <laughs> you got different species even scared that the black man's going to steal their woman. <laughs> you know? I'm not even the same species, you fucking bird brain, little fucking dum-dum. So then, then I got to thinking, right? Because I kind of slunk off and I was like, I was kind of like dejected. Like, oh, what, what, fucking birds hissing at me and shit. And then I got to think, why didn't I... Like, why didn't I hiss back at him, you know? Like, why am I taking this shit from a duck, you know? A goose or a geese or a loon or whatever the hell he is, you know? Just hissed right back at him. You know? I'd like to think that um, at this point in my life I could be above this, but I'm not. It, it annoyed me. Like, who the hell are you? Who do you think you're hissing at? Like, I'm a patriot. And during this time of coronavirus, we all have to pull together, you know? We all have to make sacrifices. We have to... Um, this is not the time for overindulgence, ego, and self-gratifying. This is the time of sacrifice. And, you know, in this time... In this time of sacrifice and patriotism, you know, I'm starting to look at this goose... This little fucker that hissed at me. I'm looking at this little prick. I'm like, wait a minute. Where did you just fly in from? You know? Because geese, goose, Canadian loon, you know, they fuck off during Christmas and then they fly back in the spring, summertime, right? So I'm like, wait a minute. Where did you just fly in from? Hmm? How was Christmas in Wuhan? You feather fucking flu bag. You know, I'd have a mind to like throw him up against the wall. Get against the wall. Throw him up against the wall. Get against the wall, you little fucking prick. 
You know, spread them. I said spread them. You know, smacking them around. Where's your passport, you little fuck? I'm fucking throw him up against the wall. Where's your passport, you little fucker? I'm like going through his feathers and everything. Where's your passport? You flying little terrorist. Fucking feather brain flu bag. Hissing at me. I don't know. I guess this coronavirus has got us all scared. You know, but, you know, it really kind of broke the spell. <laughs> really kind of, well, broke the spell, gave me a chuckle. All in all, like, what is more certain than Mother Nature? The certainty of Mother Nature. And it was just such a beautiful reminder during this time of uncertainty. In spite of the fact that he hissed at me, despite that fact, little fucking bird-brained little moron. Anyway. But like I said, he was with his girlfriend. Then it got me thinking as well, man. Like, what was the baby boom generation? Baby boomers. Was that after World War II? Is that what that was? People born in that era, you know, people coming home from war fucking like uh, mad, you know. There's something about um, a sense of chaos and death that's like a natural aphrodisiac. Like, do you remember in Wedding Crashers, Will Ferrell's character? <laughs> they call him like, I don't know, I don't remember what his character was called, but, you know, he was this guy who would crash funerals and like uh try to pick up on women grieving you know he'd like sidle up next to the casket you know <laughs> damn you roger <laughs> damn you roger oh why <laughs> damn you roger oh <laughs> fucking will ferrell yeah ma Give us some meatloaf. <laughs> oh, it's a brilliant movie, Wedding Crashers. You know, completely socially, um, completely socially unaware in this time. You know, <laughs> Wedding Crashers. That was a great movie, but it got me thinking. You know, it's like COVID conception. <laughs> Are people going to be getting knocked up like mad now that they're in quarantine? You know, now you're stuck with like you know fewer options of what to do with your time you know why not indulge in um humankind's favorite pastime fucking <laughs> but uh you know it got me thinking though it's like how do you um how do you go about casual sex if that's what it is you know um I mean, between people who are already in a relationship. Of course, they're quarantined. They're going to be getting down to the nitty-gritty. But, like, what about all them single folks out there? Where's the place of casual love in the time of COVID? You know? What's going on? Now, I got to thinking about that because there's always a price when it comes to casual dalliances, daliances, casual encounters. There's always a price. Because 
me personally, as I mentioned, I'm a recovered man um, in recovery, sober. And through that process, I had to come up with a lot of accountability in my life. And I got to have to, I had to think about certain things. And um, there is a price, you know, we all want our cake and to eat it too. Like, for example, here's my opinion and outlook on, um, let's say, sex. Here's my opinion and outlook. Okay. 50% of it is pure ego. 50% of the sexual drive is pure ego. The need to feel accepted, desired, you know, that's very appealing to the ego. You know, oh, who liked my post? Who liked my pics? Oh, oh, they, they like my pics. Oh, you're so desirable and liked and sought after, right? It's very ego. And there ain't nothing wrong with it. You need a healthy ego in order to have the confidence to approach somebody should you want to engage in a relationship. If you want to meet a spouse, you have to have some sort of an ego to carry yourself, a healthy amount of it. But there's also the flip side where it's like 50% of just casual encounter, casual sex, in my opinion, 50% of it is pure ego. The need to be desired, the conquest, the self-absorption of it. Ooh, I'm somebody, right? So there's that, 50% of it, ego. Then you got 40% of it trying to... Um, stroke stroke the other person's ego you know like what what do you like who are you what are yes whatever you say yes is that how you feel about it yes is that what you want me to say yes you want a compliment okay yes 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 like we'll just say yes to anything for the sake of getting laid men or women male or female or in between um most persons will do whatever necessary to get that person's ego, the other person's ego, um, stroked and fanned to the point in which they are interested. It's basically like, we'll say whatever to get the job, <laughs> you know? So 50% is our own ego. 40% of it is trying to stroke their ego. And then, and then the last 10% of it is the actual sexual act. You know? <laughs> you know? And if this sounds, if this sounds kind of, I don't know, facetious, or if I sound kind of jaded or something, I mean... I'm just talking about the casual dalliances and daliances, the casual encounter of casual sex. That's what I'm talking about. It's 50% ego, 40% trying to stroke the other person's ego, and 10% the actual sexual act, right? And 
once you break free of that and you start looking at people as human beings, <laughs> you know, which I haven't always. I mean, I was a young man. At, I'm still a young man, uh, 33 years old. But I was a youth that used to drink and party. And in that time of youth, you're very sexually charged and you're very self-centered and ego-driven and sometimes unaware of, you know, the cost that, you know, casual relationships can really be. There's a lot of cost in that. You got to you got to be stoking your ego all the time and bigging up yourself all the time and and um you know, trying to manipulate or try to find a way to to appease them. Whatever you want. Yes, yes, yes. And then there's the actual act of sex, which lasts what? <laughs> 10 minutes? 20 minutes? And there's a lot of cost behind it. But I got to thinking, you know, during this time of quarantine, there's going to be a lot of COVID babies coming out. You know, there's going to be a lot of you know, a lot of that happening. And how do you have casual sex in the time of um, pandemic? And I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, you might as well throw it, throw it out on the table. Like this is an old wives table, maybe. I don't know. I heard this when I was a kid or something. Like, wasn't there a thing when it's like um, back in the 40s or I guess like, I don't know. In the late 30s, when people were going off to war. When did World War II start? 1939? So yeah, this is like an old wives' tale. I heard like, um, you know, when soldiers were about to go off to war, you know, that if they had a crush on a girl, or they, they liked a girl, they'd go over to them and, you know, they'd be like, Well, Julia, my uh, regiment ships out tomorrow. Am I ever going to see you again, Terrence? Well, I don't know, Julia. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. I feel so lonesome I could die. But the dawn is breaking. It's early morn. The taxi's waiting. It's blowing his horn. I feel so lonesome I could die. So let's fuck. Like, didn't they do something like that back in the day? Like, they'd just be like, um, look, baby, I'm shipping out, going to war. I say we do this, you know? We we only have the now. She'd be like, yes, Terrence, okay, I'll fuck you in the, in the name of civic duty. And then they fuck. Maybe we could finagle our way. I mean, I don't recommend this. Any of y'all listeners out there, like I told you, I think casual sex is mainly just ego and... Um, to be substituted with the realness once you get to that place in your life. I mean, you know, dress it up however you want it. Call me a fucking disingenuous fuck or whatever. You know, oh, you're just trying to be politically correct or something. Or No, like, at least in my case, that's how I view it. It's all ego. You know, sex is a beautiful thing between people that care about each other. And it's the way in which you... You know, share an orgasm. <laughs> kind of split an orgasm with you, honey. You know, it's the way in which you relate to your life partner once you've made a commitment to them. But like to go and 
risk, all the risks that are involved, STD, unplanned pregnancy, emotional duress, all that type of shit that comes with casual sex, you know, it's tough. But it's also kind of a part of the pop culture, the the throes and wild flames of youth, you know? So hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Am I just talking out my ass? Haven't or have I just not been late in a while? Like what am I getting at here? Like what do you think? jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. You know? And I don't know. I just get to thinking. I guess that's that's what I'm thinking. It's like uh there's going to be a lot of change in the social order when it comes to casual sex. <laughs> Cuz it's like social distancing You know, it's like if you can't even go to to a nightclub to meet a woman, what chance are you going to get luring her into your like uh, fucking infected fucking man cave or whatever? You know, your little love shack, you know, it's like people are really kind of this, this, you know, a friend I was talking to a friend on the phone the other day and he said he said something that really kind of threw me. He goes, do you think things will ever be the same? I was like, whoa, that's a good point. Will things ever be the same in this, um, in, in the world since coronavirus? Like, are people always going to be, is that going to be the new social norm to social distance? Is that going to be a thing now where everybody's wearing a mask? You know? It's sad to think of, you know, it's really sad to think of because, you know, we got all these people overindulging and, you know, hoarding supplies and this, that and the other. Will things ever, have things forever changed, you know, and what is the protocol that's going to come around social distancing and the whole casual encounter you know hit me up jr.thepodcast at gmail.com has casual sex gone the way of the dinosaur you know because you know i was thinking hey it might be nice to get laid in 2020 right well that looks like it's out the window you know (laughs) it's gonna be at least another 10 months before i would even look at a woman you know I don't know. But there's always like um, the option of during these times of isolation, you know, to get back in the groove with um, a little (laughs) self-love. During this time of um, quarantine and thinking on the whole evolution of casual dating, it got me thinking too about, you know, the old uh, pipe cleaning. And, you know, <laughs> now more than ever, you know, you go, to the, you, go to the, you go to the grocery store, you can't find a can of beans, you can't find a roll of toilet paper, you can't find a bottle of fucking baby lotion. 
There ain't no fucking um, petroleum jelly. There ain't no fucking um, hand cream to be found in a COVID-19 world, you know? People are doing that self-love, you know what I mean? And I got to reminiscing, you know, like um, my first, um, well, rather my second encounter um, making love to myself, uh, oddly enough, was kind of in pandemic situation, you know? This was like circa 1999, 2000. I'm like a 12 turning 13 13 year old boy and I'm telling you we were living some hard times man I was sleeping on the floor you know came from a single parent family mom was doing her best bit of a moron uh the lights got cut out right we didn't have any lights you know she didn't pay the light bill so there I am I'm trying to do my homework by light you know by candle light got a couple candles lit trying to do my homework I'm reading my notebook and I'm, what, you know, the fucking President George Washington declared the independent, well, I'm not even American, what the hell am I talking about? Did, um, you know, I don't fucking know. Did, uh, you know, Jean Chrétien in 1992, blah, blah, dee, dee, I don't fucking know. I can't read this damn shit. I'm fucking reading shit by candlelight. I ain't doing my homework. I had enough of this. So I kick back, right? And I'm sitting there on the couch and, you know, I Get to thinking. Remember that thing I did once? Like, I, at that point, I jerked off once. But, like, I was always under the impression that, like, jerking off was for losers. I didn't know it was a blessing given to us by God, you know? Like, I always thought it was just for losers. That's the way they portrayed it in, like, movies. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that guy was jerking off. Oh, loser. Oh. You know, I, I, I just thought, like, it was just something that losers did, right? And, you know, that's debatable. But that's what I thought it was. And, you know, and I tried it once before, and I knew what jerking off was, masturbating. I knew what sex was. You know, I've heard of it. But I didn't know what an orgasm orgasm was. Ejaculation. Now, I'm sorry, folks. This is turning taking a turn into the gutter but you know hey there ain't no need for me to pull any punches you know we're we're under quarantine so well you guys are i'm still pushing a mop bucket <coughs> mopping floors but you know some people are under quarantine so might as well do a little talking so <clears throat> um i didn't really know what an orgasm was right so anyway <clears throat> i'm like under candlelight, as I mentioned, the lights got cut out, you know, I was living, living that way. Mom didn't pay the, f the light bill. So, you know, I got a candle lit and I'm in the bathroom and all right, I start going at it and I'm feeling a little shamed, a little embarrassed. And I was like, whoa, whoa, I get a little lightheaded. I'm like, what's this, what's this feeling? Right. And I guess I was on the verge of orgasm or something. I'm like, whoa, Almost blacked out, right? And it, I was like, oh, 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 I was getting all woozy and shit, right? And then all of a sudden I smell something, right? Something's burning. I guess I had gotten a little too close to the candle, right? 
the old pecker, right? A little too close to the candle. And it was totally like in like a cartoon, you know, when like Yosemite Sam or Wiley Coyote gets like lit on fire, you know? It was just like... I, I leapt up, right? <laughs> Fucking burnt my dick on a candlestick. <clears throat> that was like my second time jerking off, right? But during this time of quarantine, it's an opportunity for us to, you know, reconnect with um, some of that social distancing self-love. Get yourself a bottle of hand cream if you can fight through the droves of um, panic-stricken COVID-19 patients venturing out there to get a roll of toilet paper and, you know, fighting hand and fist for a can of beans. Like, if you can weasel your way into, like, a grocery store or a pharmacy, get a couple gallons of hand cream. Um, uh, batteries, ladies. Batteries, batteries, batteries. Ladies, I cannot stress the urgency of stockpiling them batteries at this time of um, isolation. You know, you got to keep the old... Uh, you know, you got to keep your uh, a girl's best friend. You got to keep that, you know, maintained. Your vibrator. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I don't even really know much about vibrators in um, the 21st century. Are they by USB? There's got to be a few USB vibrators out there. I know they had like the iPod egg. Wasn't there one where it's like it went to the beat of your iPod? You know, you could put on the latest tunes and, you know, strum the old canoe or whatever you call it right but it's 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 time ladies to stock up on them batteries stock up on them usb chargers whatever keeps um buzz lightyear um you know up up and away you know whatever keeps him going uh you know men out there fellas get your hands on them hand cream lube whatever you can before you know supplies run out this is a time of self-love and self-isolation it's a time of exploration and um granted i won't be doing any of that like i told you i'm um <laughs> recovering alcoholic low sex drive low um tolerance for anything <laughs> shouldn't really have thrown that into the mix but um you know uh, it's a part of, um, it's a part of these times that we live in. And that's why I'm questioning it. Hit me up, folks. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. What are your thoughts on casual sex, self-love in the time of coronavirus? Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Please do so. But as I mentioned, spring has sprung. Um, I am outside working out, running around. Um, well, I'm trying to um, amidst all this. Um, I've been doing push-ups at work. <laughs> um, that's something my friend Nathan Evergreen, a very talented artist out of Vancouver, Canada, Nathan Evergreen, he uh, suggested, yeah, do some push-ups at work. That's a good way to kind of break up the monotony so i've been working out a little bit at work you know keeping myself busy you know podcasting reading youtubing watching shit 
And, um, you know, like I said, I might, uh, you know, reconnect with uh, different methods of self-love. Ain't nothing to be ashamed about. We're in a pandemic. So, you know, that's what I'm doing to keep myself, you know, fresh and happening with my mind on the future during this time. And um, all the best to all of you out there, you know, to you and yours. Take time to um, really reassess your goals and um, make the best of this situation. It's a blessing for um, for self-reflection. It's a blessing, you know. We, we now all have the time to really take a step back from this whole rat race uh, society and take stock of what's really important, you know. Uh, reconnect with masturbating, you know. Uh, consider what type of a relationship that we'd like to be in. Um, reconnect and reconsider the goals that we have in life. Uh, it's the silver lining to this very um, real situation. And it's a blessing to be able to do so. Have that self-reflection. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Janet and James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent March 26th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Casual sex, casual dating, relationships in general, masturbation, under quarantine. What are your thoughts? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Coming to you here on YouTube. You can get me on Spotify. You can get me on iTunes. I'm out there in the internet, folks. Hit me up. If you're enjoying the show, Please do share with a friend. It really helps out the show. Um, as always, going forward, uh, feeling happy and hopeful. Hallelujah. Till next time, folks. You live it. You love it. You realize it. A height. Peace.